and we are now recording. I'm not even sure. It was counting last time we recorded, right? Yeah. Okay, because I forgot. No. So, so yeah, we've recorded. Welcome to Three Drink Minimum. It is a podcast that, unfortunately, when you say the name as written on paper, it makes you sound a little inebriated. So, if you're listening to this in the car and you get pulled over by the cops, don't tell them what you're listening to. I'm Uncle Don, sitting across from me, nephew Eric. Howdy. Eric, once again, I'm going to ask you, what the hell you want to talk about? Um, I got to talk in Three Drink. We were talking about productivity. And you said you're more productive when you're, you know, when you don't have a subscription all to Netflix. I, all I know is like that, that when I have Netflix and I'm watching Netflix just because I have Netflix, I know that I'm watching TV for no reason. There's, I, I trim shows away that what would you be waste doing, my time. What would you be doing other if you weren't doing it? Reading? Maybe. I'm actually reading The Silmarillion right now. Uh. So it's the same thing. Tolkien. You're doing the same thing either way. Not really. It's it's reading. It's it's reading. Sure, maybe it trains the brain. It's better for your brain. But essentially, you're doing the same thing. Okay. What do you think I should be doing? What what's well, more no, productive no, no, than no, watching no, no, TV? No, 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 no. Here, here, you're, you're misunderstanding me here. I don't. I think it's fine that you do that. It's completely fine. I'm not defending watching TV and reading books here. I'm not doing any of that. Oh, I know you're not defending reading books. I, I like reading books. Just maybe once a year. Um, what I'm arguing here is this idea of productivity. I cannot stand it. I fucking, oh, it makes me so mad. This, this idea of you gotta be a hard worker, you gotta be a working man, you gotta do all that. All right. Fine. I'm gonna do some hard work real quick. I need to crack open my crack last your, one crack of the episode. But that, that's what makes me so fucking mad is all we're doing is making human morale lower we're working them in working you know working them like crazy taking away from their family time this life is maybe it's just me maybe i just think a different way i think life is we're supposed to enjoy this stuff okay like we spend our entire lives the only one we have with the people we love being productive so wouldn't it be better wouldn't it be better to wean yourself off of so many tv shows watch a little a fewer TV shows and cook dinner for your family. What if that's what you and your wife enjoy doing is watching shows together? What if you actually turn off the TV and talk to each other? We do that when we go to bed. We huh. lay there for about 30 minutes to talk. Uh, like when we're watching a show. I'll okay, be, so you take it I, live, I live in an apartment, so my kitchen and my living room are the same so room. So you're taking it kind of as an offense because it's something you and your wife do together. No, My wife does not watch the same TV shows I watch. No, um, I'm not – basically what I'm saying here, it has nothing to do with you, but you, you said the word productivity and that's what got me thinking about it. It don't has any – it doesn't have anything to do with that. I'm thinking more of like the workforce and things like that. Okay. It's – I hate this. Does how? What if I watch one less TV show a week and spent an hour figuring out something to do for this podcast instead of just rambling every week? That's fine. That's fine. That's not what I'm that's talking That's being productive. About. I'm talking You're about – You're talking about rat race productivity. Yes, Spend twelve hours for some place that doesn't give a fuck about you, and the whole time you need to your talk to life. your aunt about this crap. She yeah. started a new job, and and they treat her better than her last job. job. 
and she is getting off on time and not working extra hours. She used to get home like around 7 sometimes, and now she's getting off at 5. And she, I said, how's your day going? She goes, it was just a day. It was, I, go, I go, so you're getting paid the same amount of money for less stress and work. Yeah. I go, those bastards. Yeah. But, well, yeah, she doesn't know how to deal with it because she's used to putting in that extra effort. And, like, let's look at the manufacturing industry. They run seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Why are you doing that to people? Why? Wh- I mean, I get why you're looking to make some more dollars. Well, it's not the same people. But, no, but, like, you know, why have a night shift? Why do all that? Why not just let people live a regular fucking life? You work a 40-hour week, and that's what your profits are. Breaking news, breaking news. What? King Kong Bundy died. Yeah, I saw that. I just now saw that. It's like, oh, I just, oh, okay, sorry. I'll get let you get back into your rant. I just, I was going through Reddit and saw he died. But I am, I, am I wrong here? Like, why, I think companies should only be allowed to run Monday through Friday for, let's go up to You're 12 wrong. hours a day. You're wrong. That's it, 12 hours, 10 hours. What if you don't like work during the day? What if you like working overnights? Oh, I don't Shouldn't know. you have the choice to work overnights? I guess. You might be what, if, right there. What, what if the company says, you know what, we're going to pay you an extra couple dollars an hour to work overnights? Well, here's and the their thing. shift says, hey, I want to make that extra money. I'll work overnights. That's awesome. I'll shift my day. Most of those people are probably single. Uh, I worked overnights quite a bit with a family. Did you like it? No, but I did it. Exactly. But you, a job isn't something you like. A job is something you do for your family because you like your family. I'll tell you this. If I have to do something I don't like for the rest of my life, I won't make it to the rest of my life. I'll end it before that. Even if it was your family depending on you? Um, I'm not saying it would be a choice. I'm not saying it would be my choice. It's always your choice. I'm saying my mental health would get so bad I don't think I'd see another way out. Then you, then you need to work on that. You need to work on that. I have, and but I'm not like saying this specifically me right now. I'm saying like, well, yes, I'm saying that scenario would be specifically me. But what I'm saying is like, I know, there's so many other people I'm sure out there that feel that way. And well, I think it comes down to you. You don't. The job should never be what drives you. It should be your what's outside your job that drives you. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. You should not be living for your job. You should be living for what's outside your job. But by the, you know, at the same time, why, I hate this, this thing in America, and I'm sure many other first world countries, is that throughout the week you spend, you spend so much more time with people you work with than you do your family. And I think that's fucking asinine. I think it's insane. Yeah, but your family doesn't want to spend time with you. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Oh, I want to spend time I, with them. I invited... Your cousin, Christopher, and your aunt, Kathy, downstairs to be a third tonight on our podcast. And both of them said, I'd rather not. Well, what I mean is this like hanging out, like, you know, with you, like, you know, just be like, when I say like doing things, like I tell Kendra this all the time. She's like, well, we don't, we haven't, we're not doing anything. Like, you know, basically like, you know, say that she says, you know, we're not doing anything. We're just sitting here. I get so much joy just out of being in her presence. I get so much joy that. Oh, just I know, hanging out with her. Yeah, and I know when my daughter comes, all I'm going to want to do is just be in her presence. You're going to miss baby breath. You're going to miss 
that like, hot, sweaty feeling of a baby curled up on your chest in the middle of the afternoon, and you can't do anything about it, and you're stuck there with a baby on you, and you don't want to wake the baby up, and you see something, there, and you watch shitty TV in the middle of the afternoon because you don't want to get up and disturb that baby that's just laying there on your chest. Oh, I'm it's wonderful. For. I don't want this thing where, oh, well, you got to work every Saturday this month. Let, like I say, that's a scenario. you got to work every Saturday this month. But one of those Saturdays, you have an entire family thing planned. I, I, I'm not ever, ever, ever willing to sacrifice for a company, but I'm willing to sacrifice for my family. And you could say, oh, well, you know, by, by doing that, you're, you're sacrificing for your family. No, 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 no. Because I guarantee at the end of the day, my daughter's never once going to say, oh, it made me so happy how much money my daddy made. It's going to be, I loved being with my daddy. Yeah. I love that. I, like, oh, it just makes me so fucking mad. Um, but then you have the thought of, I love the fact that my dad worked so hard to give me what I have. That's great. But I guarantee she would give all that stuff up, to, or like, you know, say, like, you know, I'm dying, like, you know, say I'm dead. I guarantee she'd give all that stuff up just to spend time. Well, yeah, that's a different. That's a like, different well, scenario. Like, let's say Barbara Bush. Barbara Bush had that one quote of, you know, basically you're not going to ever regret not making that last deal. You're not ever going to me- regret making, you know, getting that conviction. You're not. Basically, you're not ever going to re- regret not accomplishing something with work. You're going to regret not spending enough more time with, well, yeah, your you, loved ones. And and I will tell you probably. That a person who spends their entire life with their family will regret that they did not have more time. Yeah. You'll, but you, I want to maximize my time with my family. I guess that's what I'm saying. And I'm sure I, I'm saying this like, you know, as most people, like speaking for the population here, that I'm sure many others feel this way. They want to maximize their time with their family and they feel like there's too many things that get in the way of that. And if they don't sacrifice that time with their family, they're fucked. And I don't think it's fair. I think it's fucking bullshit. And I... Ugh. Can you tell I've been dealing with some mental health issues lately? I've been yeah. fired up. But, and... And yeah, I can, I can agree with you on a lot of that. But... You do the things that you have to do... So you can do the things that you want to do. And I get scared for people who are like me. Because I know there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them out there that do deal with severe mental health issues. And the way the workforce works nowadays, I mean, forever throughout the history of time, I think it just makes it worse for people. And I think there's so many people out there. But you can't change that to make things easier for those few people that have the problem. You can't change the way that works. The reason it works is because it works. And I know you're kind of leaning, you're probably leaning a socialist uh, negative income tax slash uh, universal basic income. No, no, no. Not even that. But I'm just saying stop overworking people. I'm not, I'm not being overworked or anything like that. It's not me. I'm speaking for. Well, you stop know. speaking for other people. Speak for yourself. Don't speak for other people. Okay, well, let's just... I, I don't want to say anything. I know. you don't, We can't talk about jobs. But, you know, I'm, I'm worried about all the other people out there that are like me, 
that know that there is a threshold, there is a breaking point mm-hmm. with your mental health and keep pushing yourself because you have to push yourself to that point for the sake of your family and for the sake of the almighty dollar. Well, depends on how and much no you way think out. you have to. I mean, and that probably applies to um, everybody. I mean, you go... All the way up to people who make millions of dollars commit suicide because they feel the pressure to produce more, to produce more. You, it doesn't matter. It, it, it really doesn't matter how much they're making or what they're doing. It's, it's something within them that is telling them they have to do a certain thing. Would you sacrifice four more hours of your day? Say your kids were young. Like young, young. Mm-hmm. Would you sacrifice four more hours of your time with them for a hundred more thousand dollars a year? Four hours a day for a hundred thousand dollars more a year. I wouldn't. It wouldn't um, even be a question for you. Nope. Well, wouldn't even think twice. Nope. I sit here and I think how much money that that. Could do them good later on in life. Would that set them up with school? Would that set them up with a down payment and a home? I mean, there are trade offs. And if I say, okay, I will work four more hours for $100,000, and instead of sitting down and uh, watching whatever, I will use the time allotted to me after that See, and devote that time. I think. Like in my brain here, the way my brain's working in in this scenario. But you're talking about working like a 12-hour shift instead of an eight-hour shift. Four more hours, you're talking about working a 12-hour shift. I guess. Maybe. You said four more hours. it would essentially be that. For, yeah. But for 100,000 more a year. But at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I guarantee your kids would rather have had that time with you than the down payment on their house. Than their than their school fund, I would guarantee. I know I would like you know with my parents, like say that was the scenario. In reality, you're probably not gonna. In reality, you're probably not gonna have that time because we waste it without. It makes me sad. We waste it without knowing it. That makes me so sad. You're. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the like the having a child in Mm -hmm. a week or two type thing going on in my head. Hey, I'm looking back and I see. Yeah. It disappears. It's gone. All that time is gone. I guess I'm super scared of And I'm not sure that having the extra time, I, you would notice. I guess what I'm scared of, and this is such a big fear. I lay in bed and I think about it. Sit and I, I'm so scared of working my dick in the dirt you know, for my family, working hard, doing, my th- doing what I have to do. dick in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Hager. Doing what I think. Do you know that song? Yes. Okay. Nope, I don't. Sammy Hager, Dig in the Dirt. Yeah, I believe you. But I'm scared of doing all of that, and then I blink, because you know they say you blink and they're 18 years old. They don't say it, I do. Yeah, well, people say. Yeah, I'll you know, say it right now. You blink and your child's 18. I'll say it right now. It goes quick. I'm scared that, I spent, that I'll spend so much time. There's not enough time. Do, well, I'm scared that I'm not going to maximize my time. Okay. And I blink, and she's and you'll maximize your time, and it still won't be enough time. I guarantee it will never be enough. Right, but you can maximize what you can. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like 
I don't know. I guess... I don't know. You know, all this shit runs through my head every day. And then when you say it out loud, it sounds completely ridiculous and silly. And then... No, but no, no. It, it completely makes sense in your head. Like, you know, I've been... Like I said, I've been dealing with pretty severe anxiety and depression lately. Pretty severe. And I was talking to Kendra about it, and I was telling her, you know, how I was feeling. And when I was saying it, I was like, this sounds fucking ridiculous. It sounds insane. But when it's in your head, it makes all the sense in the world. And I can't figure it out. I, can, I mean, I've dealt with this hundreds of times. Well, not literally, probably more like ten times. But... It you, doesn't sound ridiculous, it but never it is gets part easier. of human, it's part of the human condition that you're you're complaining about something. If you look back, we now have more time with our children than we have ever had in the past. So if you complain about the current working situation of forty hours a week, that's crazy. We used to have far less time for family because we were scrounging to survive. In the history, in in, if you look back at the history of mankind, yeah, you're not wrong. So, it, it comes down to not the time you spend, but the quality of time that you spend. That's true. You know, I'm just scared of things like. Well, here's we'll go back to my the initial thing that started this entire rant. Instead of having Netflix, when your little girl's here, you turn off your Netflix. And you lay down the floor, and you color with her. Yeah. And you play imagination in your head, and you spend that time productively instead of passively. Yeah. I guess it's fear of missing out. You'll miss out on something. I'll miss out um, on a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, that you know, when, no one wants to leave the party early because you're going to miss the good stories. You're going to miss everything. But you always miss out on something. And honestly, that's why I'm going back to school. I'm going back to school not because I want to, not because, you know, I have all these goals and aspirations for my career. I don't. I mean, I just want to go back to school so I can get into a position that's just a regular working man, 40-hour-a-week, regular hours, regular shit. And it will suck your soul out, and you will wish you were in something different. Exactly, but at the end of the day, at least, because I've noticed that with myself. Despite the money, despite anything, where I, when I've been the happiest in my life is when that when that was my schedule. Because I would come home at three thirty or so. Consistency. Uh, yeah, consistency, routine. But I want that consistency to. I don't want like oh, say you worked twelve hours a day Monday through Friday, but it was nights. Like nope, that's not the consistency I'm looking for. I'm looking for the consistency of your regular fucking Joe nine to five. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else in my life I want. I just want that so I can maximize my time with my loved ones. And I think that's what everybody wants. So you're not alone. Everybody wants the same thing. I don't know, dude. I just went on a 20-minute rant about myself. That's okay. I want to talk about your T-shirt. My T-shirt. Yeah. It, Last week, your T-shirt was uh, to promote some musician. Was that last week or the week before? Uh, Might have been a week before. Yeah, I think it's week before. This week, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 
Well, as we know throughout this show, I am uh, what is known as an agnostic atheist. Which is no different than an atheist. Exactly. Except maybe uh, ignorant of your own state of existence. Go ahead. Sure. Uh, <laughs> nice little subtle roast. I like it. Um, this shirt was a shirt I bought in support of somebody who allegedly committed a crime we many of us believe is innocent, and this sh- the proceeds of these purchases ah, went to gotcha. his defense. So let me read that again. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, or give you hope and a future. Okay. So does that mean anything to you? No. It's it's uh, the back means something to me. It, it may be a good uh, idea. I mean, as far as philosophy, there's some good parts of the Bible. The back is what means something to me. Not Let me see the back of it. Vade and strong. Yep. Hashtag. Yep. Okay. Free Jalen. But um, yeah, dude. God damn! I went on a twenty-minute rant just about my pro- well problems that I see with others and partially mine. Yeah, but that's okay. Sometimes you have to rant. Sometimes you have to have a place to get that out. Well, does, did you see that that young kid in our hometown that committed suicide? Yeah, yeah. I heard about it the other day. I don't know any details. It was uh. Someone very close to a family member of mine. Okay. And, like, you know, I've been thinking a lot lately, you know, especially since I've been going through my shit, and then seeing that happen to someone else who didn't have financial issues and things like that because they were a kid. Mm-hmm. And it shows that, oh, this is something in people's heads. hmm 100%. But when I think about that and it makes me so sad... That's I think that's why you know go on rants like that because I do this at home too. I don't yeah. I don't just do it on the podcast. I I do it at of home with my wife. Of course it's sad. It's things like that because I've been in a similar position, and then I look at the things that cause this, it. This kid was in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I look at the things that cause it, you know, for myself because I'm scared of ever because I've been I was in a position like him. I was right there. I was ready, and I ended up not because my brother walked in. And that was like a realization. Good, good. And I remember I was seventeen, I think. And I and I feel those same things again, but not to that extent. Like I don't have any suicidal thoughts or anything like that. Far from it. But I think about the things that caused me to feel this way, and I know the number one thing that you can do is eliminate those types of things. But you get into a position in life to where the limiting eliminating those things aren't possible and they can harm others around you Mm -hmm. so i feel like i'm stuck in my own head and my heart breaks all the time i'm tired of being in my own head it's not real i know it's not real well that's why what we're doing now is on mic but that microphone can turn off and the same thing that we're doing talking is the most important thing is talking because the thoughts are in your head. If you're sitting there and it's just in your head, it's a little feedback loop. You keep on telling yourself the same thing over and over again. You know when you talk to people, you feel better. I've said the same thing probably ten times in the last ten days. Yeah. 
And you feel better talking to people, right? I always do, but then it just starts right back over the next day. That's why you talk to people more. And it's a constant fucking cycle, and it drives me so insane. But thankfully, I have a lot of practice at dealing with it, so I don't need to get on an SSRI or something, because I know how to deal with it myself. Hope so, because I don't want to have to do an In Memoriam podcast. That would be brutal. Be Uncle Don by himself. This is Uncle Don. Um... Across from me is fucking nobody because he was a fucking asshole. And he just said fuck it. But, you know. (laughs) What, me? No. Would you be sad? What? If I was gone, would you be sad? Don't be a stupid idiot, you moron, of course. Yes. See, I think that's what, I think that's one of the things that kept me from doing it four years ago was I think it would just do too much harm. Yeah, it would. It would tear the family apart. I mean, well, we'll go in. Uh, You've seen how much the absence of my daughter has been. And she lives just 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. You've seen how much that absence has hurt our family. Yeah. Could you imagine that being permanent and... Forever, yeah. Yeah, that... that, It may be. I don't know. But... Well... For knowing that would be forever. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it. that hurt that it would cause. Yeah, and especially now when you see grand well, our grandmother has upset. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, your mother in law, has upset. Fuck that that's one of the hardest things to ever see. Yeah. See your grandma in tears? Oh fuck that. I mean it's hard seeing like, you know, I get upset when I see people I loved up I love upset. That sucks. But when it's right. your grandma it's something that's like, oh. Yeah, keep that in your head. God. I mean, how much damage just being estranged from your cousin has caused this family. But that's the and thing. then imagine not just being estranged from that person, but having that person be gone. That's the thing. You can think about all that stuff, all that stuff. But mental illness, when you have it strong enough, it will take over and none of that stuff will matter. It will but take talking over. does help. But you got to know. Like, you know, I was just telling someone else who just recently got on medicine that. And medicine sometimes yeah, is Yeah, it, it can work. And I, and I was super for it for them. Mm-hmm. Because, like I and said, if I've had. to the point where you need it, you, yeah. you fucking take it. I've had almost six, seven years of practice going through NAMI, a lot of counseling, things like that, to where I've learned how to cope with it without SSRIs or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But there's people that don't know how. They haven't had that experience. They haven't had that support system that I had. And that makes me so, so fucking sad. Mental health is a thing that is not focused on enough. And quite frankly, I think, like, you know, people will be like, oh, you can just get over it, you can just do that. Take somebody who is severely social anxious. I, you know, let's just take that for example, and then make them go to a party. Mm-hmm. In my mind, that's the exact same as giving someone with lung cancer a cigarette. It's the exact same thing. I mean, you're you're feeding into a problem. Yeah, and that's just what we constantly you're do. Not helping the problem. You're what you think is the solution to the problem is actually causing it to be worse. Yeah, but then again. If somebody has social anxiety, isolation is not the answer either. No, but you got to learn how to deal with it first before you, you know, it's this, 
the problem with problem with people trying to treat mental health that aren't professionals and things is they have this idea that it's a sink or swim thing, and mm-hmm. it's not. You have as much time as you want to get yourself right, but then you get people like me who get stuck in a scenario to where what you ha- like William Clark Green has a song called "She Likes the Beatles," and at the end of the song he says she understands when I'm carrying weight that I just have to hold up alone. And that's the position I'm in. I'm carrying weight that I just have to hold up alone. And it's ridiculously hard. It makes me so sad. I I can't sleep. I can't do regular fucking shit. But I know that it's temporary. It's not forever. And it's not real. And there's so many people out there like that young kid who just passed away Mm -hmm. that don't know that. No, they don't say passed away. They killed themselves. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're right. You know, you call it what it is. But And to say passed away glosses over. It's just like they didn't pass away. They murdered themselves. And right. it's it is sad, it's tragic, but there you don't gloss over, make it easier to more palatable. Right. Don't right. make it more you're palatable. Right. It's a bad thing. You're right, it is. But there's so many people out there and a lot of kids too, a lot of adults that don't have the support system. They don't have people educated on the topic, mm-hmm. and they don't know that it's not forever and it's not real. Right. And, and that's the thing to – I think that would be the most important thing. And I, I, not to speak over you because I've never had to deal with it. But to know that whatever you're feeling is temporary. But that's something that if if you were in one of your uh, moods – and I told you it's just temporary, you'd be like, shut up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. So it's something that has to be internalized by you. I can't tell you it's temporary. You have to know it's temporary from your own experience. Me personally, I wouldn't, but a majority of people would. Mm -hmm. Because I know you don't have to be talking to somebody who has suffered from it for them not to understand what you're saying. Like that – God, when me and Ken argue, I say, just because I don't agree doesn't mean I don't understand. Like, because right. she thinks that, you know, it's, I think it's just a normal human her, thing. He, she thinks your Uncle Don's sexy. You yeah, don't, well, she does. And you have she a tells me every day. And you understand it. You don't agree, but you understand well, she tells me every why day. she would think I'm sexy. She tells me every day that. She's like, have you seen his rock hard abs? I was like, I know, of course. I mean. She I does not say that. My ass is far better than my abs. <laughs> but. You know, I don't even remember what I was saying. I know, because we started, you got your brain in my ass. Yeah, I did, and it's beautiful. No, uh, you were talking about how uh, you'll oh, have to experience yeah. it. Yeah, because, like, you know, I think this is a majority of couples or people in general where, like, you know, if you're arguing and you disagree with them, they think that you don't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. I completely get what you're saying, but I disagree. It's possible to understand but not agree. Right. But, so that's why I you know, using that same formula I guess that if you do have mental health issues you can take advice from somebody that's never experienced it because even though they've never experienced it, they still can understand. Mm-hmm. They still can know what you you know, maybe not know what it feels like. They can't empathize but they can sympathize. Yes. Or and I, how many psychiatrists do you think don't don't experience? Psychiatrists have mental issues, or else they wouldn't be in that. Most of them yeah. have been through but some issues. I'm assuming there's a lot of counselors and psychiatrists. 
that have never experienced it, but they Maybe. understand it. Yeah. Um, you might you want me to irritate you about me and Kathy? Yeah, go ahead. You know I'm going to irritate you about me and Kathy. I brag about it all the time. Kathy and I have never had a real fight. In 23... Well, since 1995, we've been dating. How did you do it? I love her. Yeah? And the, the way I do it is that if I get angry enough to uh, where I want to say something mean i walk away because i know that whatever i say is not worth you just have a lot of willpower it's just it's not worth the hurt that i would cause her you're right so i walk away me and kendra have learned that in our going on seven years together (laughs) which Uh, is good I mean, we were young, like we were teenagers. So yeah, we fought all the it's amazing time. that you guys. But since we've been married, we've had maybe one real fight. You guys stopped maybe. being individuals who were dating and started becoming a team. Yeah, we've had maybe one real fight, maybe. Yeah, Kathy, and most of the time they pretty much end within an hour or two. Kathy and I usually, if we get anywhere close to being where we've been fighting, it's not because we're mad at each other. We're frustrated with a situation. Mm-hmm. And why hurt her over a situation? So, walk away. Or if she's mad to the point where she's going to be mean, I I will still I will be the one to walk away, or she will be the walking away. Walk away. It doesn't matter if we get to that point of conflict. One of us or both of us go off and walk away for a while. It's a healthy thing. It's a healthy thing. Yeah, because you know what? The second we come back together. We work on the problem. We we solve it. Well, yeah. The last almost like big fight me and Kendra got into, I left. I went and talked to Grandma. Mm-hmm. Came home. Everything was fine. Yeah. We we when we cool a few our moments heads, of perspective does wonders. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as a man, you just gotta take the blame. Sometimes, no. and no. it's so much easier to do that. Sometimes, no, not just as a man, as a person, as a person. Because even if you don't, I know that I've been irrational and stupid too. Again. To say it's a man thing to take the yeah, blame, you're right. Puts it all as on the woman person. as a person. Because as a man, I know I've been stupid. Yeah, and Kathy has let me slide on a lot of stupid things. Well, like you know, for fights again, it goes back to you can disagree but understand. Mm-hmm. You can end the fight and still disagree. It's all about talking. But hey, did you notice this? Your your glassy, nasty eye? Yeah, dude, I'll show you a picture of it when we get off air from yesterday. Was it worse? Dude, it was so bad. I had to... See, I looked... I I was looking at you, I was like, he's half stoned. No. That one eye is all glassy and wet. I woke up yesterday morning. And red? No, my eye... Yeah, my eye was just blood fucking red. Well, I didn't notice it was red. Did you have a pink eye? No. No? But it was swollen. Like, it was super swollen, and it was, like, shut. Did you get something in it? Hold on. It All was right. super shut. I get to work. I, you know, I go in. I start work at 6. And I'm saying, I was like, my fucking eye hurts. Well, I go to the bathroom and take a piss. You know, it's like 6, 10 or something. You know, I've barely been there. Take a piss. I look in the mirror. My eye is fucking red, red. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. something's not good here. So I, I was pondering, going to the do- like eye doctor. I was like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't really want to leave work. It's only my second full week. Your eye, I mean, just to describe it, I mean, people, this is audio. People don't know what your eye looks like. Your eye looks like a, uh, 
syphilitic 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 uh prostitute from Bangkok. That was it yesterday. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, post that. Post that yeah, shit. That was That'd right. be awesome. Oh, yeah, that's nasty. So, what did you have in it? I didn't have anything in it. What happened was I ended up going to the eye doctor at 7, like an mm-hmm. hour after I left. Eye doctor ended up telling me it is such a good thing you came in with you did when you did because if you would have waited another day or two, you could add permanent damage in your eye. So I guess what happened is – Tell the friggin' story. Come on. I, I got do some, I need to go outside and yeah. let the, your, the end of your story in? It's so long. I guess I, like you know somehow like my eye basically got suffocated because my contacts. Did you leave your contact in way too long? No, I put a brand new pair in like four days ago. But, but did you not what happened your eye, is eyes I maybe breathe? not like I maybe didn't clean them real well or something like when I put them in because they're an older pair. Okay. And I put them in, and when I went to sleep, it suffocated it, and the bacteria burrowed into my cornea or some shit in like multiple spots. So you you have the leave in contacts. Yeah, I have ones you can leave in for thirty days. That's just. Uh... But it it. Bur- like the bacteria like burrowed into like my cornea and yeah. she said if i wouldn't came in like that day i could have like permanent vision you didn't damage think, and shit you didn't think when your eyes were all glassy pull your contacts out no i thought it was just well that's why i ended up going to the doctor i i thought pull you my didn't... contacts out but i went straight to the doctor okay. from work i was gonna say that's the first thing i would do is pull my contacts so out. when she was looking at my eye i took them out and she's like you can put them back in to go pick up your prescription but when you get home, take them out. And you're wearing your glasses. Today. Yeah, I can. I have to wear my glasses breathe. for a week. But um, so are you having to drops in for anti? Yeah, it's an antibiotic and a steroid, and I couldn't go to work today because does the Kendra have to hold you down? No, Kathy had to have uh, eye drops, and she can't do eye drops at all. Well, I've had me, contact since I was ten. Yeah, so. I can do eye drops. I can do anything. I, if you want me, to, I'll lick my finger and touch my eyeball. I won't do it without lick my finger because it gets kind of salty and burns. But I'll do. I don't care. But Kathy, she had to have eye drops. I had to hold her down, like put my knees on her arms and hold her down and pry her eye open. <laughs> put eye drops in her one day. Yeah. I, well, I've had contact since I was in sixth grade. And that so. was our first fight. <laughs> and that was the first fight. But um, no, she said thank you afterwards. She was crying. It might have been just her but, eyes watering, yeah. but I don't know. But I guess like, you know, it was so bad she gave me a strong shit. And she said that it's rare, but it can happen where it, like, has a negative effect and it could, like, fuck up your eye worse. Mm-hmm. So I had to stay home from work today so I could monitor my shit every time I put in an eye drop and make sure that my eye wasn't fucking up. But your eye's doing good? Yeah. So you were off today? Care. Yeah, I was off today. I had a long-ass day and you had day off just looking well, at your watery choice. friggin' eye. Yeah. Yeah. Times is hard. You had to stay home and look at your stupid eye. I don't make money at home. so That's true. Holy but shit. That's another 40 minutes gone, sir. Yeah, let's wrap it up. That's a long last call. Yeah, I know, but we got, went on we got some stuff going. I got yeah. myself for half of this show. That's okay. This show is half therapy. Yeah. So it is. if it's 100% therapy, I'm happy with it. That's fine. We're just here to fill up the time. So, And I guess what I'd say to wrap it up is if anybody that happens to listen does suffer from mental health issues are no. 17 listeners yeah. and one of them is your mom's vagina yeah well I, that doesn't suffer from any mental health issues maybe all right uh, eric's issues. mom's vagina and papa penis you guys can disregard because you guys already know papa penis doesn't but listen. everybody and papa penis don't listen of course papa penis don't listen so the other 16 listeners 
15 listeners. If you have any issues, what would Eric say? I would say, no, it's not real. No, it's not forever. And reach out to somebody and seek help. You're not alone. I know I know exactly the feeling of feeling like you're the only person in the world dealing with it, but you're not. There's millions of others dealing with it. So you're not alone and reach out to somebody. I promise a loved one will want to help. Promise. Okay, and to end it on a less serious note, if that doesn't work, jerk off. That yep. helps me. I'm good with that. And if you have an eye infection, uh, jerk off into your eye. I heard the proteins are good. So. And it's three drink minimum at... Three drink minimum on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to the gram. And also, uh, our email is three drink minimum at gmail.com. Of course, nobody ever emails us. I check it, and no one ever emails us. All we get is notifications from Podbean and YouTube. Yep. It's very lonely out there. The lonely podcast makes me sad. But you know what? It's not about the people that are listening, all 15 of them. It's more about you and me just hanging out and talking exactly what it is so adios bye